Welcome, everyone, to the Joey Harris Show for July the 1st, 2014. Greetings and salutations to you. I am your host, Joey Harris, and thank you for joining the program this evening. Folks, I have a great show for you. I hope that you had a fantastic, wonderful weekend. I know that I did and um, had an interesting week last week, and that's why I want to talk to you tonight. Tonight's story Late night at the place where George Clooney used to hang out. I mentioned last week that I had had back problems the week before. Well, my saga continued last week, all last week, just off and on. Not as bad as I thought the week before had been, but still not absolutely great. And it would get worse at nighttime. So finally last Friday... I had had enough. And I set out that day determined to see someone for my back pain. Two places, folks. One to a rural health center and another to a free clinic here, and I couldn't get team to either place. Uh, the free clinic didn't accept walk-ins, and the rural free clinic was not taking a new patient that day. You couldn't be seen if you were a new patient. So point being was that I would have had to have made reservations at both places, and I just didn't have time or the inclination to do that because I was in some serious pain. Finally, after all those um, options had been exhausted, I went to the emergency room Friday night around 6.15 p.m. is when I got there. I checked in and then, you know how it goes, the the waiting game started. And, you know, it's it's funny how uh, life is. Harry Truman once said that there's nothing new. There's only the history you haven't learned yet. And I was reminded of some history, folks. Sitting there in that waiting room, I flashed back to the last time I went to the ER for myself, October 31st, Halloween of 2012. I talked about that time in my life um, more in depth on my former show, The Comedy Shack, on March 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th of last year. So if you want to look up those dates, you can. I call it the Maybe I Should Just Shut Up and Go Away trilogy, but I really talked about that time, about how I thought I was having a heart attack. It turned out to be an anxiety attack and just everything that I went through. So if you would like to know more about that, I encourage you, especially for the March the 23rd of 2013 show, look that up. That's the second part of the three parts, but I go really in-depth about that night on that. So finally they called me back to the intake part where, you know, they check you in and they get all your vital statistics and all that. It's the thing that you have to do before you're able to get seen by anyone or even get a room. So I'll go back and she asked me my height and my weight and generally what's wrong with me and also takes my temperature and my blood pressure and my heart rate monitor. Well, she took... The, the nurse took my blood pressure, and it was high. But I 
had high blood pressure off and on. And I expected it to be high, and I expected it to be more elevated than usual because of the stress and anxiety that I was under. And I'm not going to lie to you folks, they were high. Those numbers were extremely high, but I'll get back to that in just a few moments. After I finished there, um, the woman says, well, we don't, we're short-staffed tonight. We're really overloaded with patients, and we don't have a room for you just quite yet. I said, that's fine. Take your time. I said, I'm not going to go anywhere because I really need to be seen about my back. Excuse me while I I take a drink there. Uh, So I go back, and I sit in the waiting room, and I move around a couple of times to avoid the setting the front getting in my eyes. And folks, I don't usually get mad. I'm one of the most laid back people that you have ever seen. But something I heard Friday night kind of kicked me off a little bit. I'm sitting there and there's this group of people there, including a very young child walking around. You know, just young enough, old enough rather to walk, but probably just started walking. And someone, I'm assuming this child's mother, anyway, related to the child, says, why don't they have a play area for children? Excuse me, this is a hospital emergency room. Kids shouldn't be here unless they absolutely have to be here, unless they're the ones sick or there's no other way to avoid bringing them to the hospital. How about germs? That's why they don't have a play area. And you don't want to expose children to any more sickness than you possibly can. Boy, I tell you folks, that that sort of ignorance just upset me to no end. Because to me, that is an ignorant comment. This is an emergency room. It's a hospital emergency room. It's for medical emergencies only, not for your children to have a play area. But anyway, I finally get a room, and the waiting game begins. So I waited for hours. And folks lying there in the bed waiting for someone staring at the ceiling, your mind starts to wander and start to realize that where exactly your life is taking you. And I, I did a lot of thinking that night on that gurney. But I finally did get to see a doctor after waiting a few hours. And the doctor put me through the motions. She had me turn this way. She had me turn all kinds of which ways and things. Like I said, really putting me through my motions. And said, I probably had a slip disc that maybe had pinched a nerve. It's just that after 30, you know, a slip disc can become rather, um, in other words, it's not unheard of to have a slip disc. And she thought that that's what had happened in my case. So she said to... Um, put an ice pack on it if it got 
real sore to keep up with taking pain medication. You got too bad. She also prescribed me a muscle relaxer uh, just in case it got excruciatingly bad so that I could sleep. And also sent me up with some yoga exercises um, to kind of straighten out those discs and sort of put everything back into alignment because she was scared that things had um, gotten out of alignment. And so I thanked her and I couldn't be happier. She said, okay, I'm going to step out and I'm going to write you the prescription for the muscle relaxer and then the nurse will be back in to discharge Great, wonderful, terrific. The best news that I had heard all evening. And so I took my time. I readjusted because she gave me a full um, looking over, general looking over. Um, I was readjusting my clothes and putting those back on and straight. And I was almost out of there, folks. And she said, came back in and said that she was talking about my case with the other doctor. Thought, well, let's just make sure that he doesn't, you know, have anything going on. Make sure he take a urine sample. So she came back with the cup and says, go in. There's a bathroom here and give us a urine sample and come out and give it to the nurse. Luckily, I had a sufficient sample available to me and did all that and came out and gave it to the nurse and then just went back to the room and sat down. And again, the waiting game started again. A woman, sometime later, poked her head in. And said, I'm looking for Mr. Harris. I said, I'm Mr. Harris. She goes, oh, okay, I came to draw some blood from you for a blood sample. Okay. So uh, she said, which arm? I said, doesn't matter. So she picked my left arm, and she finally got a vein and set up. And I don't mind giving blood for anything, whether, you know, it's for example or uh, a test or to give blood back when I couldn't give blood. I just don't like to look at the needle going in. So I fixed the fixed my gaze upon a far point on the wall and looked at that while she swabbed the area down and stuck the needles in and started putting, you know, all the vials that they take and they and they do halfway through she fumbled and um, the blood files started to rain down upon me, and they went everywhere. And thank goodness modern science and technology and ingenuity have come a long way, and that they were no longer glass vials, or I would be covered in my own blood and glass. So finally she rearranged and, and, got, and got them and put them wherever they needed to be, and she left, and Again, I waited, and finally, 11 o'clock came, then 11.30. I looked at 
on television. I finally turned the TV on. I couldn't find the remote, but thankfully, you could. You were able to uh, reach up and turn the TV on, and just happened to be on the Hallmark Channel, and they were showing an episode of The Golden Girls. So I watched an episode of The Golden Girls while I waited for my results, and I said. Maybe I've got something. Maybe something showed up in the blood test or the urine sample. And they've got to come in and tell me. So you start to get paranoid. Even if you've never done anything wrong in your life, even if you're just a little kid who's never been anywhere, I think part of it is that hospitals make people paranoid anyway. Because Let's face it, they aren't the most the happiest places to be to begin with. And if you're any type of pessimistic at all, pessimists, they get really bad. So finally, she sticks her head back in and says, oh, you're almost ready to go. Uh, Everything came back normal and the the um, tests come back. Okay. I said, okay, thank you very much. And it was a load off my mind. Well, you still have to play the waiting game then. Finally, the nurse comes in with my discharge papers. And the last thing they have to do is take another blood pressure reading. Folks, she took that reading and if that was my actual blood pressure, I should be dead. It worried me. I was thankful that I was in the hospital because I thought I was going to faint. And she said, whoa, that is not that is not normal. And I said, I didn't think so because I was about to say, I need to really, really go somewhere from here if that was just hold on just a second. And she came back and brought back a larger cuff. Oh, thank goodness, a larger cuff. She put it back, took a couple of readings, and folks, it was almost normal. So, prices diverted. I signed my forms, and finally, I was able to leave. After midnight, like the salt and says, we're going to let it all hang now. Well, hanging out or hanging in, I was ready to get out. So I got out and started. hadn't had anything to eat in over 12 hours. So I got a little bit of gas, and then the search for food began. Uh, I'd have to hit a fast food place, so went to McDonald's first and this drive through of 24 hours. So I got in line at the drive through and waited my turn and thought about what I was going to eat and come up, and there was a note printed on the speaker that their debit and credit machine was down, that they were only taking cash. Well, I only had my debit card. 
So then I followed the line of people who didn't have cash across the street to Wendy's and waited in an even longer line. But thankfully, their machine was up and running. So I ordered a number two combo, whatever that burger combo is. And I was hungry, so I ordered a large size with the large fries and the large soda. Come around, give her my card. She swipes it, gives me my food and my soda, and I'm gone. Go back way home so that I thought maybe between the red lights I could eat some food because I was just starving. So drink some soda, get some in me, um, eat some fries, and they kind of calmed my hunger for a moment. And then I got to a red light, so I thought I'm going to fix my burger here so I can start eating between the red light. And I picked the burger up out of the bag, and it slipped through my fingers inside the wrapper and hit my shirt, staying all over my shirt. But I balanced myself. Thankfully, the light was still red, balanced it, and grabbed it again. And the wrapper that the burger went in was all shiny and slippery. It was covered in grease. And so I opened it up, and the burger was covered, completely covered in grease. The bun was greasy. The meat and cheese was greasy. The lettuce and tomato were greasy. Just grease everywhere. So now I'm having to balance this grease burger in my hand and try to wolf it down because, like I said, the, the hunger was getting to me so much that I was becoming hangry, which is when you become angry because you're hungry. So I forced it down and then finished off the rest of the fries. I spent all the rest of the red light coming home trying to use all of the napkins in my car to mop up this grief that had permeated the vehicle. I finally got home and collapsed into the bed. My long odyssey was over. I tell you what, I don't know how George Clooney could hang out in a hospital for five years on a yard. I could hardly see him one night. But I made it. Everybody can check me out at Twitter. I am on Twitter at the Joey Harris. That is at T H E J O E Y H A R R I S. You can also be my friend at Facebook.com forward slash Joey H thirty seven. And you can always email me, Joey Harris Comedy at Gmail dot com any and all types of ways to get in contact with me there on the email, Facebook and Twitter pages. And I thank everybody for the great feedback that I have gotten. So um as always you can check me out at those places, Facebook, Twitter, and always you can email. Thank you so much folks for joining me tonight. I will be back next week 
probably right back in my normal time slot. It's a special Tuesday uh, show, but hopefully I'll be back in my normal time slot next week, Monday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime on demand. That's it for the Joy Harris Show this week. We will see you next week. And until then, have a good week, everybody.